Ulterior. Okay, so here is something that I had known for a long time was going to happen, but now it happened, so I have to address it because it does actually impact the, uh, the, the formula of this whole thing, I suppose. So, um, for the past couple months, I have been working from home. That was what my job entailed. This week, um, I started going into the office, so that actually does take a lot of time away from this platform that I would have normally dedicated to it, but I am still doing everything within my power to make sure that everything with Ulterior goes the way it's planned to for the week, so all of the singles reviews, record reviews, scenic overlook, and ultimately this podcast, all of them are up within the week. That is something that I still want to adhere to, and I, I don't see why it won't be possible. More difficult, sure, but definitely not impossible. And yeah, that's kind of all. I, I do want to go ahead and get into the music for this week because there's a lot to get through, guys. Brand new singles from the likes of Bring Me the Horizon, Sherry Moore, Rain City Drive, Black Bear, a couple of others that we're going to get to. Again, it was a big fucking week. And then brand new records from The Motion Below and Cold Rain. So yeah, thanks everyone. Enjoy this episode. So for this week's releases and the number one scenic overlook spot for the week, I can try to build it up and introduce the song like I usually do, but y'all already know what's about to happen, so fuck it, let's just get into it. There is this unexplainable joy that comes with being able to listen to Bring Me the Horizon premieres on BBC Radio 1 and get to experience new singles from them that way. Like, literally. All of their singles for the past four years, I've had that privilege. I can tell all of you exactly what was happening the moment I got to hear Mantra and Medicine and Ludens obey um, fucking uh, teardrops for the first times, and now I get to sit here and talk about the first time I heard Strangers. I was walking around my living room as the song started playing and Ollie's vocals immediately came in with some fucking gut-punching ass shit. Maybe I'll just be fucked up forever, should've figured myself out by now, and I don't want to tear myself open, no, but it's hard to care when you bleed out. And the way that those lines seamlessly transition into the chorus that is among the catchiest and most arena-ready sounding I have heard Bring Me The Horizon ever put out, and that covers a lot of fucking ground, guys. Fucking... Tears were ready to just start flowing from me, like, I legitimately thought I might have started crying when hearing this song for a few reasons that I don't want to detail until December for the year-end awards because this is locked into the top 100 by virtue of being a scenic overlook number one song. So, I know I will have all the time in the world I need later on to explain what Strangers means to me right now and what it could mean to me in the future. So, I'll just close out this portion right now by saying that I don't get to do this a lot. And by that, I mean 
gas up Bring Me the Horizon on the weekly show because they're not active enough for me to do that. But I hope that whenever opportunities like this come up, you guys can tell and understand just what this band means to me. Like I can say it over and over again, whether it's on this podcast, on Twitter, on Discord, any medium, what they mean to me, but I don't feel like I will ever truly fucking be able to express all of this the way that I really, really, really want to. There's a reason I have a tattoo of an umbrella. There's a reason why my graduation cap design was based off of the artwork for Amo. Bring Me the Horizon is, in my opinion, the greatest band of all time. There's no one like them. There has never been another band in the stratosphere around me that has been able to impact my personal life in so many fashions the way that they have. Bring Me the Horizon is the reason that I have a podcast. They're the reason why I listen to music the way I do. They're the reason why I'm so enthusiastic about music the way that I am. Keeping it stacked, they're the fucking reason I'm alive right now, guys. And I never, ever want to lose sight of that. I cannot express enough just what Bring Me the Horizon mean to me, what Strangers mean to me, and the fucking joy that listening to this track for the past week has been able to bring me. Alright, let me try to compose myself now because... Your boy is fired the fuck up talking about Bring Me the Horizon. Jesus Christ, what a fucking group of talented individuals they are. Um, yeah, they're cool as shit. I love everything about them. Both the light and the dark emanating from their sound. Very nice, very evil. Shout Danhausen. So, um... I said a couple weeks ago that if you ask me right now what band I think could someday dethrone Bring Me the Horizon as my favorite band, it looks like it'll be Static Dress, but high key, you know who's a real dark horse candidate for that? Sherry Amore, who just dropped a brand new single called Love's Not Your Thing. I cannot stress enough how fucking cool this band has been literally since the inception of their name over a year ago. Like, when Burn dropped, I thought maybe it was just like a, like a one-time thing and the chance was there of them regressing with later songs. And then Orlando fucking slapped and so did the rest of Internal Discussions. Love's Not Your Thing only further accentuates the groove and rhythmic sensibility within this project and how effortless it is for them to craft catchy melodies and hooks. My Sharia Moore Can't Do This Anymore was pretty much just like burned right the fuck into my brain all of last week and I do not foresee that changing at all. They have got everything down for a band so young into their tenure and I am genuinely fucking ecstatic to watch the future of Sherry Moore play out as we head towards LP1 whenever the fuck that's going to happen. Hopefully soon. I need it soon. Uh, the week that this episode is releasing is the week that Rain City Drive dropped their first album under their new name. We got one more single ahead of Friday called Blood Runs Cold. Alright, 
I am really, really trying not to set any expectations for this record in relation to To Better Days because they're kind of sort of meant to be separate acts in a way. Um, but I, I do have some kind of a vision in my head of what this record will sound like in totality, and I don't want that to seep into this singer review. I want to save those thoughts for next week's episode when I get to review the self-titled record. Um, but, but just going into Blood Runs Cold, I adore what this song has going for it. Um, I think that there is the expected level of catchiness and singability to this chorus that has been established already through the report that Rain City Drive built with their fan base. Um, Matt McAndrew, I cannot fucking say enough good things about his performance here, or, or just in general, like, I really think that he was the pickup of the century for any scene band in recent years, um, and, and it's been looking like that'll be reaffirmed with the finished product of the Rain City Drive self-titled record out this Friday, July 15th. I have said this time and time again, and I will say it once more, potentially the most consistent artist in music today is Black Bear, and there are a lot of really cool things on the horizon for him, the jump off point for that being his brand new single called The Idea. We're looking at a new record from Black Bear sometime in August called In Loving Memory, and he announced a headlining tour with support from Waterparks and State Champs and Heart Attack Man and just the fucking sickest tour package you could imagine. Like, genuinely, these are a banner couple of months coming up for the homie, and it's really, really exciting because anything Black Bear does just commands attention and respect. Um... The idea, and apparently in Loving Memory at large, has a more pop-punk-based style as opposed to the hip-hop areas that he normally explored. Um, to me, the idea sounds similar to Me and Your Ghost if it had that pop-punk flair thrown in. And to be honest, I really think that this is superior to even some of my favorite hip-hop material from Black Bear in the past. The song is catchy and heartfelt and just a good fucking time all around, and I know I'm going to be keeping this one close to me for a long time, and we're going to be eating fucking good for the next few weeks thanks to Black Bear. Probably the sleeper hit of the week for myself last week as far as the singles go, Firestarter by Summer featuring Mirza from Siamese. So this showed up in the bell section on my Spotify last week, and I initially didn't save it because um, sometimes Spotify will put songs there because the artist shares the same name as the band I'm following. Um, so like there will be just a random song thrown in that has nothing to do with anything scene related. But um, for instance, and this was a real example, because the artist's name is Volumes, it gets thrown to me, but it's really not Volumes, so why would I give a shit about it? Um, but then I found out that this legitimately does have Siamese Future on it, and this track is absolutely fucking stellar, especially for being Summer's debut single. Um, instrumentally, this single really reminds me of Polyphia on the Renaissance Cycle, which is one of the most goaded eras of any band ever for myself personally. 
Um, so that connection was established immediately. And then you throw in Mirza's vocals that sound as close to perfection as they ever have. Um, the chorus is catchy as fuck. The rhythm and the flow of the verses is immaculate. This is as clear of a home run for any single as I will ever cover. And I am fucking elated with what Summer put out. I mentioned earlier that the week this episode releases is the drop date for Rain City Drive's new album. Um, but it is also the release date for yours truly's new EP, Is This What I Look Like? The final single ahead of that EP came out last week. It is called Careless Kind. I think that if you're not on board with the yours truly train by this point, then there's just something about prime pop punk music that you're not getting. Um, I've said before that their 2020 album self care. I could understand maybe some of the material not clicking the exact way it should have, but in the lead up to this new EP, I think that they have done nothing but deliver W's on every possible front. Um, Careless Kind in particular has this really, like, interestingly structured chorus that is just meant to be blasted on repeat, and the effortless ability for this rhythm to get stuck in your head is so obvious and apparent right from the second it begins. Um, they are making all the right moves at the moment, and I have no reason to doubt the likely success story that this EP will be. Um, also, just a side note about yours truly, um... When I did my top 50 songs of 2020 retrospective last year on this show, it made me remember that I omitted together from the list because of some personal issues I was dealing with when that song dropped. But in actuality, it's like a top 30 or 25 song of that year. So yeah, justice for together. Boston Manor Season. It do be that time again. Uh, new album. Yes, it's an album. Drops on October 14th. It is called Datura, and we got a new single off of it in the form of Passenger. The reason that I was so adamant about saying that this is an album is because the record will only have seven songs, but is being classified by the band as an album, even though that is EP length. Um, it does look like it's part of a two-part album, but, you know, I guess we'll find out more about that concretely later on. Um, but as for Passenger... To me, it's like Boston Manor is just one of those bands that no matter what style or sound it is that they're trying to capture, not only do they do what they envision, but they exceed any of those um, th those sites that they had set for this, per se. Um, Passenger utilizes like this uh, kind of like a dark pop-centric verse and how that flows so effortlessly into a more alternative-based chorus. And it's just another instance of Boston Manor being leaps and bounds ahead of what their reach is right now because they're a big band considerably, but it still feels like that there are levels and tiers for them to work their way up. And like once they get to the top, guys, it's going to be fucking scary how good they are if they're already... Uh, one of the best bands of all time at this stage. The final single that I will be detailing on this episode is one of the two new singles by Rail Coda. This is Screen Time Overload. Oh, 
And alongside this came the announcement of a new record by Royal Coda. It is going to be released on August 12th. It is called to only a few at first. Um, I think for myself, Royal Coda is one of those bands who, um, guiltily, I don't think about a ton outside of the times that they're active. And I say guiltily because screen time overload is so fucking cool and really paints a magnificent picture of what the rest of this record can follow. Um, I feel like everybody's already like saying the praises of Kirk Travis by this point, but there is no limit to what can be said about him in a positive light because there are no limits to what that man is like capable of in the scene. Like just any project that Kirk Travis touches, it is fucking gold. And I didn't mean that to be a pun to gold necklace from last year, but the guy is genuinely just a, a fucking stellar goaded ass musician. And you know, everything that, again, like I said, everything he attaches himself to fucking perfect. I love the the groove to Screen Time Overload, um, just the upbeat nature of the instrumentation, how fucking well it flows, um, how seamless Kurt's vocals work alongside this amazing instrumentation arrangement. Um, screen Time Overload, um, honestly, maybe one of my favorite Royal Coda songs ever, and that covers a fucking ton of ground because Royal Coda is never anything but fucking solid, if not great or perfect even. Um, and I really do believe that I'm going to come on this podcast the week after August 12th and have all of the good things in the world to say about this new record. These were the remaining singles from last week that I gave either a 4 or a 5 to in the reviews on social media. How Far Apart by Armor for Sleep, Home by Chaos Bay and I Set to Kill, Fuck Boy by Electric Callboy featuring Conquer Divide, Eden Will Drown by End, Pull from the Ghost by Era, Enough by Glass Tides featuring Will King, don't Be Racist by Magnolia Park, Thunder by Mayday Parade, Spearmint Revolt by Norma Jean, We Slowly Lose Hope for Things to Come by Royal Coda, Translucent by Termina, Graveyard Love by The Mars Volta, Avalanche by The Midnight, Lucky by Tilly, Cool by Titus featuring Billy Martin, Fuckstar by Wargasm, and Self Sabotage by Waterparks. There was actually quite a few things last week that I didn't really fuck with. Uh, let me go through this real quick to see what there was. Um, Trap God by Hollywood Undead, it's a little bit better than some of the other recent stuff they've put out, but, like, bro, it's still Hollywood Undead in the fucking decade of 2020, like, uh, I'm good, we're good. Um, Diary of Jane, which is a Breaking Benjamin cover by Softspoken, I like Softspoken, and I like Diary of Jane, I don't necessarily like the two of them mixed together, but, you know, whatever, it is what it is. Um, Die With You On My Mind by Story Untold. I, there's a disconnect between myself and a lot of the more recent stuff by Story Untold. Um, they had a song like four years ago. Um, God, I can't remember the name of it right now. It's like um, Once a Liar or something like that. It, it is fucking good. And I really should remember off the top of my head what it's called. Um, and then there was uh, The Greatest Fear by Parkway Drive. I think the riff on it is cool. And that's where my compliments on that song begin and end um i don't know what's happening with parkway drive i've never even really been a big fan of theirs before but like they are on a, a, a downward spiral right now and uh it's interesting for sure and yeah that was all the singles a lot that i really 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 love but also this was like the most negative i've been for a week yet on singles like there were at least five or something that i wasn't really into um uh, I'm in my I'm in my negative bag right now, guys. Uh, 
God, I don't mean to make another pro wrestling reference, but there is a tweet by Daniel Garcia that says something like, I am not happy for anybody because I am a hater. And like, that's just the energy right now, guys. Like, it's okay to be toxic. Just, you know, go, go along with it. It's fine. And now I will go ahead and get into the records for this past week. Uh, only two are being covered right now, not just because like, that's what my time allowed me, but also... These were genuinely just the only two releases that I was like really, really looking at and really honing in on. And I'm going to go ahead and start with the EP of this group, that being the new Motion Below EP, Breakthrough. So the motion below is a project that I haven't been paying a ton of attention to in the rollout for Breakthrough to be honest, but let me briefly explain how I even know about them. So back at the start of 2020, they had a single called Dead Ends. I have a lot of, um, let's say troubling memories from that time period. Um, just like a bunch of shit going on at home and then in my head and for myself, my like escape or a haven was a nearby Starbucks, which is very fucking English minor of me, but whatever it is, what it is. Um, and without me really even knowing it, Ulterior was like sort of starting to take shape at that time because while at Starbucks, I would save every new song and record that I came across from scene bands on Twitter and I would save them to playlists for the sake of keeping track of what I was listening to in order to make year end stuff easier. And that's essentially the model that I still follow for Ulterior. And Dead Ends was one of the earliest instances where hearing something new was just like beyond invigorating. Um, that song, it, it just like, it resonates with me so much. And every time I listen to it, I think about what was going on at that time in 2020. And, you know, whether the memories are good or bad, they are made easier to digest because of that song. If this show had, uh, or if the show was around back then to begin with, um, if I had a top 100 song series for 2020, Dead Ends is on it, like no fucking question. And that is why The Motion Below has a special place in my heart and why I was so excited to hear Breakthrough. But it's also why I have to be truthful and say that this EP was not entirely what I was hoping it would be. And I, I, I think the EP starts off incredibly well and like on such a fucking powerful note with the song What Doesn't Kill You. To me, this is post-hardcore throwbacks personified. The production to the instrumentation to the vocal delivery by Thomas that reminds me a lot of Sean Milk from Alisana. Everything about this track worked. And for someone like myself who grew up in that MySpace screamo era of the scene, it just feels like this song was made specifically for me. Um, and then after that, I am reminded of something that I should not lose sight of when reviewing this EP. The Motion Below's work as of now is rooted in potential. I hear some things here and I'm like, fuck yeah, this works. And then some other things that I'm not dissuaded by, but just maybe the captivating factor isn't there, but it can be in the future, if that makes any sense. So like, I've got no issue with the layout of a song like Who I Am that has some emotion packed into its nature that's just slightly slower than What Doesn't Kill You, but it feels like it might not be complete in some areas. And then apply the same notion to Fade, and at that point, I just kind of think, like, 
it, it, from the perspective of hearing this EP for the first time, maybe returning to something heavier could be beneficial. But then I got that through No Escape, and it just felt like something was off. And at, at that specific point in the record, uh, to me, the EP became acceptable metalcore, which you can take that however you want to. Um, it, it's all the same, has grown on me a bit since I posted the review. I was initially believing that was another weaker track here, but it's actually really catchy, and I don't understand where my initial gripe with it was even coming from. Um, and then I guess I feel like the closing song, Hear Me, it, it's a combination of everything in some ways from this EP, but that includes the problems that I've outlined in the sense of like, not everything here is exciting, not everything here is memorable, it just kind of sometimes feels like the song is like going by in like one ear out the other, without any real reason to retain the material. And, you know, I, I don't know, man. It's just like, it's a good EP, but given how I was introduced to the motion below, I was probably setting myself up for something more. But again, potential is the key phrase to all of this. There is potential with the motion below. You know, they don't have a full album to their name yet. It's just EPs and singles. They're still growing. They're still finding a sound. They're still finding what works for them. I think they have found what works for them. They just kind of need to fine tune it a bit and figure out a way to get those elements that work for them spread throughout the rest of their material. And I think at that point, the motion below will be fucking golden. And now I'm going to get into the one album from last week, that being Non-Negative by Cold Rain. So what do I know about Cold Rain? Um, I don't know. Not a lot, to be honest. Um, I feel like my discovery of them coincided with a lot of others due to Mayday being the opening song for Fire Force for a bit. And it was one of those instances where I didn't just gravitate toward the song because of its anime ties. It's genuinely a really, really good fucking song and one that makes you remember a band and take notice of them. Um, Mayday was part of the album, The Side Effects, which I thought was good, but not necessarily great, maybe. Um, and so all that I was really hoping for out of non-negative was just something to build off of that and propel Cold Rain in both status and quality. And ultimately, is that what I got? Sort of, uh, I suppose. In the grand scheme of things, I don't think it can be denied the tenacity of the heavier tracks and how cool the anime intro style to Cold Rain's delivery is. Where I think the disconnect can be found is in the later songs and the repetition that builds, but there's still plenty of areas that are beyond enjoyable and make this experience worthwhile. I spoke about Bloody Power fame last week on this show and just how much I enjoyed that track back then. I still do love it immensely, and I really do believe that it is the best song off of Non-Negative. Um, although, I will add that uh, I have since done some research on the anime it's attached to, Bastard Heavy Metal Dark Fantasy, and I, I, I'm, I'm good, Blood. I, I, I think I'm okay not watching it. Um, but, but still, good on Cold Rain for getting that spot, and... Bloody Power fame is 100% at its core made to be part of an anime. Um, 
I, I think that there are tracks on here that follow similar patterns and, and maybe it doesn't work to the extent that I believe it did for Blade Power Fame, but they definitely come close. Like, Help Me Help You is pretty fucking fantastic and on another re-listen before this review, it feels like a big omission from Scenic Overlook on my part. Um, pretty early on into the track list though, I thought things were sounding like a bit formulaic and not a ton was happening to really give songs like Calling and Cut Me the same wow factor as Blade Power fame. Um, songs like Rabbit Hole and Before I Go are good enough to keep the concepts explored on non-negative afloat and not exactly become stale, but I also still didn't feel overly compelled to go back to them. It, it kind of speaks a little bit to what I was mentioning with the motion below, where the more I got through that EP, the more I was like, okay, this is good metalcore, but again, you are allowed to perceive that statement in whatever fashion you think is acceptable. Um, and, and really, there were two songs after Bloody Power Fame that I heard and was like, oh shit, this is fucking incredible. Um, those songs being Boys and Girls and From Today. Boys and Girls is the slowest song on the record, and it really doesn't utilize anything from metalcore. Like, this is an alternative rock ballad, and I love everything that it's offering. Um, it's heartfelt and does everything right when building to the explosive choruses. From Today is the closing song and brings that endpoint back to the successes that I tried detailing with Bloody Power fame. It's catchy and powerful and energetic and just really ends non-negative on as positive of a note as possible. Um, I also want to mention Don't Speak, which was my least favorite part of the album and really one of the more flawed things that I've heard on a project I actually enjoyed this year so far. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that we've all done that thing before where like we'll look at a track listing for a record and we'll see a song on there that shares the name of a song we've already heard before from somebody else. And it's not a cover, it ends up being an original song. And that's kind of where my mind was at with Don't Speak, because I guess I was like, there's no way Cold Rain covered No Doubt, so this is an original song all to themselves that just happens to share the same name. And then I'm listening to it, and I'm like, bro, it's a No Doubt cover. And not that there's anything wrong with covering Don't Speak. I, I fucking love Don't Speak. I think No Doubt is a great band. Tragic Kingdom is my favorite album for my birth year, just a random fact to throw out there. But it, it it's weird. It's still really weird. I don't know if it flows so well. It's probably in the same vein as what I mentioned earlier about soft-spoken covering Diary of Jane. I like the original song, and I like the band covering the song. Maybe I don't necessarily love the combination of those two things. Um, so that was like kind of weird to see, but ultimately, with non-negative, I like the album. I really, really do. I will be going back to it. I think that there are some moments here that, you know, with more time and kind of revisiting, they can kind of have new life breathe into them that wasn't there initially. And I also think that the songs I really, really, really fucking love, like Bloody Power Fame, Boys and Girls, and From Today, on another listen, they're only going to be further elevated in my head. Like, I'm only going to enjoy these songs even more. Help me help you. I'm only going to learn to love that song more than what I detailed earlier about it being like an omitted scenic overlook track. And then I'm hoping that things, you know, um, even songs I didn't mention, like Paradise, Kill the Silence, and 2020, they're good songs. Are they captivating and amazing? Not right now, but that doesn't mean that they can't be in the future. 
Um, so there is room for non-negative to grow on me, and I would really, really like for it to, because I think Cold Rain did some excellent work on this record, and if you are a fan of Cold Rain, you should be very, very proud of them. And that's it. That was every album and EP and singer from last week to talk about, and yeah. Um, can y'all hear my cat, or one of my cats, Historia, in the background? I don't know if that picked up her, her little, like, cute purrs, um... Where are my other cats? Oh, they're sleeping on the bed. That's cool. Oh, his story is right here. Y'all can't see her, but actually you could see her if you went to my personal Instagram. If you want to follow me on my personal, go ahead. It's underscore artisan, A-R-T-I-I-S-A-N. And I will occasionally talk about music there, but I also just have like real bad mental breakdowns in public and it's very embarrassing, but whatever. I I chose this. It's okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and sign off on this now. Thank you for listening. I... Hope you enjoyed this episode, and as always, for better or worse, let's make a scene.